1: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and A member FDSE. Yeah, here we go, humping around on hump day on the Lori and Julia show. I'm Rocco. Is I that push who the you buttons, are? I turn the music <laughs> up and down, like that and that.
2: You're humping looking kind of cool today
1: in your I know, I got my party shirt on.
2: What is that? Is that a cocktail I've, in I've, the, I've, the pocket? No,
1: it's um it's like billiards.
2: Oh, I, I found this on up. eBay. Oh, I I like that shirt. It's kind of
1: a 70s disco shirt. You're looking
2: fancy. Lori and I are dressed in Arctic wear because our studio's freezing, Mm -hmm. this building's freezing, Mm -hmm. and it's freezing outside. It is. It's the
3: trifecta. I'm still in the winter fleece I've been wearing all winter. Oh, yeah. And I'm wearing my same down jacket that I've had on every day.
2: So glad that you... That you're is bringing one, the f- us fashion forward. Yes, yes. But
3: that that is, you're kind of known for your signature shirts.
1: Yeah, I buy a lot of vintage shirts. Um, yeah, I thought this was kind of a fun, like, 70s disco shirt. I, yeah. I don't really play a lot of billiards, but, you know, I figured you can when look COVID's over, this will be my going out Remember shirt. Remember Bumper Pool? The oh, Bumper yeah. Pool tables? Oh, my! god, oh, I, I was so
3: bad at that. It was a fun way of, like, meeting boys like in big so 7 yeah, bumper pool was born. bumper
2: pool was a little and bit and foosball and foosball oh, yeah. foosball was, yeah. was fun mm-hmm. and yeah. i would just spin it and spin it and spin the big handles oh, yeah. i know and the, and gonna then gonna people hit. that
1: really play foosball look down upon that
2: of course Come they did. It's, it's, of course it's a, they did.
1: It's, amateur move.
2: Yeah, it's a wussy,
1: time. wussy
3: move. Plus, you're screwing it <laughs> up because it. No, one can, right. no one can fire up a strike shot. No, 100%. Lori? Yeah. No, I played foosball. Let me tell you, I spent some time at Tommy Burns in Superior, and that was the thing. <laughs>
2: foosball. <laughs> But bumper pool is kind of I, I haven't seen a bumper pool table in years. So. Yeah, well, I think
1: the last one I saw remember Stand Up Franks? Yes. Oh, I feel place. like they had bumper pool in the back I think and there was they always did. people on the weekends that were really good.
2: Yeah. And Probably had, Stand Up Franks. Franks. Yeah. Oh lord.
1: That, that brings me back to. They mm-hmm. poured some stiff drinks there. Yes. Oh, they yes, did. they did.
2: Was that Now, that's not the home, uh, the greenie. That's 20 yarrows. Yeah. yeah but they're in the be, same general same vicinity. Area, yeah. yeah.
3: And then it became like, uh, you know. Oh, it was cool. It was called Donnie. Donnie Dark. Not Donnie Dark. Donnie's Den of Inectity. Donnie. Yeah. But oh, it was wow. like a zombie bar. Zombie and it was bar. owned by oh, the people gosh. that
1: owned um, Psycho Suzie's. Psycho Suzie's. And it was super cool. Like the, the mm-hmm. bartenders would have like white. Like dead faces, and yeah, and the waitresses would wear these like vintage dresses, and it was super, Rocco. You must have liked that. I, oh, I loved it,
4: yeah. And then one
1: day it just they it went away, it, it just went, went away,
2: away mm-hmm. like a lot of things, a
1: lot yes. of
3: things. Um, a lot of things. Uh, just on a serious note, the Minnesota cop who uh shot Dante, yeah, mm-hmm. she's been arrested uh, and charged, and she's in. And she's in jail waiting to be bailed out, I'm sure. So that is happening. Um, I got to give a shout out to Maggie Swanger. You know who you are,
2: Maggie. Who is this? It was
3: front page of the Duluth News Tribune, but she said she couldn't send me the link because she doesn't have a subscription. But 44 (laughs) years ago today, Elvis played the Duluth Arena, No Media Allowed. This was the the famous concert
2: your mom didn't go to. Tell Rocco this story. I think we've heard it a
3: little bit. bit. Yeah. Yeah. Just
2: just my dad was on a a tour of duty, what you call TDY? Where was he? Thailand. Thailand. And said, you cannot go and she listened. Yep. Duluth to Thailand. Yeah, he was... Wildly jealous of her relationship with Elvis. I mean, this is just is mean, the funniest be, thing ever. Well, you know Like I, your mom, like Elvis is gonna hit on your mom. I know, but she <laughs> loved him so I much. Love it.
1: He might give her a sweaty scarf. Right. And he was overseas
3: and my sisters and I were like, just go, just go. But you know, um, she respected her your husband's dad, wishes yes. and didn't go and um She's mad about it to this day if you bring it up to her. So anyway, yeah, interesting. No media allowed. And I remember uh, my girlfriend was in housekeeping at the Radisson. You
2: wh- said 40 years ago? 44
1: years oh, ago. Oh, wow. So is that 1975? Sure. I don't know. Sex. I can't do the math. I'm I'm looking up yeah, 44. I'm looking up April 1977. Seventy,
3: okay. we're okay. so good at the numbers. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So it was actually not this concert because he came in nineteen seventy-five to Duluth. That was okay. the concert. Yeah. I'm, all, I'm looking at
1: he came according like three. To, according to what I'm seeing, he was October of seventy-six and April of seventy seven. That's pretty close. Yeah. So, and then he
2: died seventy-eight. So seventy, right? 70, 70 seven.
1: So he was in Duluth April of seventy seven and he was dead August in, of seventy six. Yeah.
3: So it would have been the seventy-six show.
1: Yeah. And so if you I, want, if you Google Elvis and Duluth, looks like there's some bootlegs on uh, YouTube. You yeah. can listen to the concert.
3: Oh. And my girlfriend was in housekeeping at the Radisson, which is still called the Radisson, FYI. One of the few Radissons that has remained the seen. same. Yeah. And it's the round circular, and they've got the restaurant up top. Yes. And anyway, she was a house, in housekeeping and got to clean his room.
2: Okay, what did she find? Tell me. Come nothing, on. Tell nothing, me. Nothing. 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 It was, was nothing, nothing out of ordinary. No, it was no. Did big she deal. Like, steal a washcloth? Because it was had there him?
3: one night. Like it was
2: just like uh, right. You know, but that would through. be a huge deal.
3: She wasn't into him.
2: Oh yeah. Wrong place, wrong time. Too bad you weren't. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh huh. Do you guys know what a. Uh, well, Rocket won't, but Julia... Um, so I was. Uh, Stop. Paul Felipe last name. Yes, you have a cute off, new
2: haircut. If, cut if people all my look hair, on YouTube,
3: oh, cut it's starling. All again, he just does it. He just gets Starlin. the scissors and all my hair Bedford goes flying. Edward And he it's, goes, it'll be back in five weeks. You know, is what he always tells me. It always me. is. But I was reading him hair headlines from the okay. chair last okay. night. Okay, this is funny. And it, one hair headline was, the Bob is back, you know, the, Ro- the Roaring Twenties are coming back, just like they did in the 1920s, mm-hmm. the last Roaring Twenties. 20- and he's just like, the Bob has never gone away. That is a classic haircut that has been around. And they can call it a lob and a this and a that. And then I was like, well, do you know what a flob is? Because that's the latest, you know, reimagination of Bob, because lob is the
2: long Bob. Bob. Flob would be flob? The, Do you know what a flob is? The bob in the a front. Floppy bob.
1: And, <laughs> no, I
2: think it's a I think it's is it an angular type thing? An angular, like longer in the front, shorter in the back, shorter in the back, longer in... The
3: flob is when you have a bob and your hair is parted straight in the down middle. the middle. Oh. That's a
1: flob. hmm
2: mm-hmm. Yeah. That's just a weird thing. It
3: is a weird it's thing. It's a weird
2: thing. You would think it would be called the Center bob or something. The yeah. flop, it doesn't make sense. The cob, the center bob. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Who something knows? like that. Anyway, now you've learned a hair Now term. we know. Now you know. So, anyway. My they- hair
2: gal had a bob yesterday, though. It's, Kelly, it's blonde. She has a bob going on. And mm-hmm. I haven't seen that. I really haven't seen a lot of bobs lately.
3: Well, they come and go. They do. You know, they come and go. They come and go. And it just depends, you know, like uh, what kind of a mood you're in. And I think a lot of people are... Chopping off their hair or doing really some different things because they've had pandemic hair. They haven't really. They've A lot done of people different are, things. People I know are going
2: gray. The salons are picking up though. I do know yes. that people are going back and wanting to get rid of the gray or do some different and things. And some people
3: weren't going to the salon until they've been vaccinated, right? So mm-hmm. yeah, there it is. It is busier, so that's good.
2: Anyway. Anywho, so we now know what a flob is. Flob, we know that. And, and now uh, whose birthday is it today? Are we uh, going to talk
3: about it or no? Uh, we'll talk about it maybe. It's a big music birthday. It uh, needs to be celebrated. Loretta Lynn is 89 today. We'll, uh, we'll yeah, Maybe put... I'll play some music when we come back. That would be okay. perfect, Rocco. Okay. It's our story we can't get enough of.
2: What city? Pip Fist. City? Pip City. Oh, Fist City. Oh, Who wants I to love, go to Fist
3: City? Love Loretta Lynn. She is 89 today, you guys. Wow. And I'm still singing, Red. Right? Didn't you just put something out? Yes, she did. Yeah. Who wants to go to Fist City? City. Oh, yeah. She sang, <laughs> you know. I know. Isn't that good? Because she was always singing about cheating because uh, Dew, as you know, from watching Coal Miners die, yes. wasn't exactly a faithful
2: man. I, I love how we're supposed to remember that from when we watched it in the 80s. Julia, I have seen Coal Miner's Daughter. This, that's your so movie. Many times. Right.
3: I love that movie. Rocco, tell me you've seen it.
1: I don't know that I have. I, no,
3: I, like, and I can't.
1: It. And I do love me some Loretta Lynn. I almost went and saw her, but there's the casino up, um, like up Casi- by Malax. She played oh, like five years Grand ago. Casino. yeah. 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 I was like, I should go, and I didn't.
3: Here's my little fun Coal Miner. Daughter, daughter film fact. trivia okay leave Levon us. helm the drummer the famous drummer from the band from the band he plays loretta lynn's dad in that movie really mm-hmm. oh yeah and of course and Sissy, tommy lee jones is the dad and sissy's uh, basic i think she won well, an that oscar that really
2: is your movie because you refer to it so much and, and I, sweet
3: dreams the patsy klein right. those are two of the best biopics of the i 80s don't think i've learned-
2: Legends. Okay, well,
1: yeah. that's on our list too, Wacko. And uh, it's available on Amazon Prime
3: if yeah. you have it. It's so, so good. It holds up because, of course, you know, how can it not hold up being a good, well-done biopic? It's like, <laughs> how could
2: it not? not? You know what I mean?
3: <laughs> <laughs> And uh, It's
2: Loretta Lynn's life. How could it not? How could just, it disappoint? It's
3: so good. You know, like one day if they ever do like a biopic on Dolly, it would just be oh. unbelievable. Unbelievable. I mean, unbelievable. Yeah. Okay. Well, speaking of unbelievable, this uh, did not see this coming. Uh, Robin Roberts sat down with Colton Underwood. Who? Uh, he's from The Bachelor. He is the one. Colton was famous for three things. He was famous for... Being a football player, mm-hmm. he was famous for being a virgin. He wanted yes. to wait until he was married, and he was like 26 or 27 when mm-hmm. he was on The Bachelor. And he, so four things, he jumped, famously jumped Come- a fence running away. from From
2: his in during his season of the bachelor bachelor running Mm -hmm. away
3: and that this has never happened
2: before chris harrison what we are seeing things that have never happened and of course abc
3: is showing it because that's uh, the bachelor's on that and then uh he was engaged to cassie they broke up and then she had uh, a restraining order against him he put a, a tracking device on her car it got very very ugly so
2: um, and he wrote I, a memoir already.
3: Yes, he did write we're a were memoir. Like,
2: How's he writing? A, what? What?
3: Yeah. So here he is sitting down one-on-one with uh, Robin Roberts uh, to reveal something.
0: So can you tell us what you is on your heart that you want to share?
4: Yeah. Um, obviously, like this year's been a lot for a lot of people, and it's probably made a lot of people look themselves in the mirror and figure out who they are and what they've been running from or what they've been putting off in their lives. And for me, um, I've ran from myself for a long time. I've hated myself for a long time and I'm gay. And I came to terms with that earlier this year and have been processing it. And, um, the next step in all of this was sort of letting people know, still nervous but um yeah it's it's been a journey for sure
2: through the nerves i can see the joy
4: Uh, i can see the relief i mean i'm emotional but i'm emotional in like such a good happy positive way um i'm like the happiest and healthiest i've ever been in my life and that means the world to me and yeah
3: it was just I was, really sweet and it made me sad all over again. We just heard, remember, we talked about um, Kate Winston saying that she had four actor friends who could not be gay and be in Hollywood. It, and it is, it might be in this next clip, but I mean, this is a real story for, for many people still, even now in 2021. Who to, can't
2: come out uh, and be who they are. That's right. Yeah.
3: Here we go. Let's play the next part.
0: What was that moment like for you that? gave you the courage to speak your truth as you are today.
4: I got into a place for me in my personal life that was dark and bad and I can list a bunch of different things but they'd all be excuses but I think overall the reason why now is because I got to a place where I didn't think I was ever going to share this I don't I would have rather died than say I, I'm gay, um, and I think that was sort of my wake up call. Did you ever think about harming yourself? Yeah, um, there there was a moment in LA that I woke up and I didn't think I was gonna wake up. Um, I didn't have the intentions of waking up, and I did. And I think for me, that was like my my wake-up call of like, this is your life, take back control. And I think looking back even beyond that is like even just suicidal thoughts and, you know, driving my car close to a cliff, like, oh, if this goes off the cliff, it's not that big of a deal. I don't feel that anymore.
2: Mm. I mean, it was really touching. Really? Um, it, I and it's so sad in so many ways because he said he's known since he was six years old.
3: Well, yeah, that that's, um, uh, that's that that's that is that's something that people say. The thing that struck me was that, that the feeling I'd rather die than be than who, say who I I'm am. Right. He's talked about growing up Catholic, strict Catholic, and that that would you know he couldn't imagine and. He did apologize to Cassie, which he needs to. And, you know, I mean, boy, you were running hard from being gay to go on The Bachelor and literally have three like, times. Yeah, because he was Bachelor in Paradise. Was, I felt I felt for him. And I did, too. I really, you know, and it makes me sad that there are people that, you know, that that is still a true feeling that, that you people can't have. I'd rather be who you and are. Say I'm gay. You that's know, terrible. That's just sad. So I'm glad that he's uh, being brave, you know, to share it. And I know some people were like yelling at him because I guess he's got... Um
2: he's got a Netflix special that they're working on. They've been following. It's a project that's weeks into filming. And um, they're going to have multiple episodes. They're going to have like Olympian Gus Kenworthy is going to yeah. appear on the show. I don't know if he's yeah. a, another gentleman that's come out recently yeah. or something. But... um. If this helps other people, I'm, sure. and, and you speak your truth and you can be free of that, I mean... Wow. He's
3: getting a lot of support from Bachelor Nation. Uh, Chris Harrison broke his silence. Yep. But people basically just told him to go back to his room and sit in the corner. Chris, Chris Annie Cohen
2: <laughs> Andy Cohen from um, Watch What Happens Live says, You're free now. Yeah. A toaster's on its way. Right. Um, I mean, he literally know, kinda, jumped the fence to
3: get away from oh, the I, women. And Billy, I know he did. Billy Eichner, during his... Um, season um had a thing he said maybe you're the first gay bachelor and we don't even know they were like having the conversation or something
2: it was because we we talked a lot about having a bachelor that's gay at not gay excuse me a bachelor that is a virgin at 26 years old hmm never connect i never went there though no I didn't we never at, at all and but just but thought really, okay
3: in hindsight maybe that it was, was a thing but yep. i just thought sometimes you know if some people really truly they make that vow to you know that they're, they're going to save their virginity i personally cannot handle couldn't handle taking someone's virginity and walked away from a very beautiful virgin who was 23 Well you
2: were 92 and he no, was 23 I, no, Laurie, Julia, I Thank you. I was 25 for, and he was 23. I remember this. I, I remember couldn't. This. Rocko, i couldn't. couldn't
3: in good conscience yeah. and I'd felt everything and let me tell you it was a real sacrifice. <laughs> he was a goalie. He was something, but I was just like, "No, I can't handle your virginity."
2: Yeah, he had a solid so, stick. Okay, anyway,
3: good. You know, Colton. Yeah? Uh, I, we're happy for you. And I think so, right? Now the bachelor fans are demanding they would like a gay bachelor, but it can't yeah. be Colton. Or okay, maybe it no. Could be. Well, knows? he's never.
2: He says he's never been had an emotional connection with a man yet in his life, which. That's sad, too. Don't worry. He'll be fine. Yeah. He will be. All right. Holly, what's happening with the traffic? Oh, we are so delighted right now. Back by popular demand, we have Get Growing with Larry Farr with us, and his Instagram account is Get Growing Minnesota.
0: Larry, who knew it would be snowing today? Uh, Yeah. You know what? Before we begin, happy National Gardening Day to you. Is that what today is? Today is, in my world, every day is Gardening Day. So, right. Yeah, but today today is National Gardening Day. So how did, how, we lucked out here. We did.
3: Larry, I have to say, you, Mary, you are so much fun to follow on social media. I love the pictures that you post, your positivity, your joy of gardening and farm life. It's just wonderful.
0: Oh, thank you. You know what? I mean, it, gardening you know, I, this is something I wanted to talk about. I guess we'll jump right into it. You know, it, it, gardening should be happy. And one of the things I wanted to talk to you about was garden failures. And the reason I want to talk to you about that is I've received so many messages in the last month or so, and they all are basically some version of, last year was my first year gardening, and I didn't do so well, or I want to garden this year, veggie garden, and I don't want to fail. And, you know, I, I do talk about the positivity and how much fun it is. Mm-hmm. But every year, I, I've i been doing this forever, and I still have failures um, year after year. You have to remember, especially with vegetable gardening, whether it's a big plot of land or a container on your deck, you are, in essence, a farmer. And so much of farming is dependent on the weather. I mean, I can guarantee this summer it's going to be too hot, too wet too dry or too cold, and the only one that you can control is if it's too dry just to get out there and water. So think of your garden as a classroom where you learn every single year. I've been doing this since about the time I could walk, and I learn every single year, both from my successes and my failures.
2: Okay, this this is just, that's so good. We are all farmers. Now that we've Mm -hmm. established that for everybody, Larry, tell us what we should be doing right now in our farm?
0: All right. Well, you can still start tomato plants from seeds if you want. You can also start um, some of the vine crops. I would wait for another week or so. That'd be the cucumbers, the squash, all of that. I haven't started those yet. I'll probably be doing that next week. It's getting a little bit late to start peppers and eggplant seeds indoors, but you also could start a lot of flower seeds right now. So um, you can do all of that. And once we get past this Cold snap. Uh You can get outside and you can plant uh, pansies, snapdragons, if you want to fill your planters with the cool season crops or the cool weather crops. And you can also, if you want to, plant uh, the cool season vegetables like cabbage, cauliflower, kale, broccoli. Once we get past this little cold snap, you can get those in the ground as well.
3: Okay, I have a question for you, and I love knowing that Mm because I always knew
0: that about pansies, didn't know
3: that about snapdragons or cabbage... I guess I did, because yeah, in the we, fall did. we have cabbage. Yep. But here's, uh, I know I have bought a couple of bulb-contained, like I got a really pretty pot of daffodils and then hyacinth from like Kowalski's and Trader Joe's. They're blooming. Ace Hardware. Ace Hardware, yeah. But I mean, they're blooming. I did get a lily from... Um, um, Fratelloni's. When, uh, is it okay when those die off, when the blooms are, no- is that when we re- put them in the ground if we want to try to keep those bulbs?
0: Yeah, so you know what you can do with those is keep them indoors um, in the bright. Once they're done blooming, put them in a south or west-facing window. Wait till we get a little bit warmer, okay. which I would wait until May on those. All right. And then you can plant them in the ground, but plant them deeper than they are in the container. So you're going to probably plant, the, like, the hyacinths or the mixed bulbs or even the lily about four inches deeper okay. than they are in the container. and there's a 50 50 chance you might get them to rebloom. A lot okay. of those bulbs have been forced indoors right. to into right. bloom, won't rebloom next year. They might just come up and be green next year, fertilize them um, in the spring next year, and you might get them to bloom the year after. But I kind of have a mixed bag of luck when I try to get those to rebloom. Yeah, okay. I just can't
3: bear to like th- throw it throw away. Without that even makes, trying dude,
0: that makes
2: that makes three of us
0: who can't throw plants out.
2: Okay, so um, you know, one of the things that um you talked about is is um warm season crops and that it's important to look at the soil temperature, not just the air temperature. Give us a little bit more about that.
0: So we t- I just talked about cool season crops, cool weather crops, but then we talk about warm season vegetables, which are your tomatoes, your peppers, your eggplants, and all those vine crops. We say warm weather. What we really should talk about is warm soil temperatures. Mm. I had two people message me when we hit eighty <laughs> degrees and asked if it was okay to plant tomatoes, which it's not. We want to wait until the soil is about sixty-five. You could. Get by with 60 degrees, but 65 to 70 degrees soil is way better. And I just went online and looked. You can look this up. Um, Soil temperatures where I live down by Le were 42 degrees this morning. So Mm -hmm. don't think about any of those warm crops until about the middle of May. Okay. Okay. All right. Now, how about
3: this? For those of us who either want to do this or have someone who will do this honeydew project, any tips for clearing your flower beds right now? Like, is there any early weeding activism that we can do or can we pull out all that? You know, maybe whatever. I know you told us sometimes there's bugs in there, but you know, how there's dead stuff. What can we do to like prepare our flower beds
0: that annuals are
3: coming up, but so are weeds?
0: Well, you want you can uh, pull the weeds out if you haven't cut back your perennials. We want to wait until we've got a warm spell, which we've already had, or a significant okay. warm period to cut back your perennials and stuff because there's beneficial insects that live, uh, lay their eggs, and live in the stems of those plants. So you can go out and do that. You can still prune back shrubs if you need to. Um, the shrubs that bloom in the spring, like. Um, Lilacs, rhododendrons, and azaleas, don't prune them until after they're done blooming. If you prune them now, you're going to cut the flowers off. Um, So don't touch anything that blooms in the spring. Now, the summer-blooming shrubs like Spirea and Potentilla and hydrangeas, they can be pruned back now and they'll regrow. Make sure you do some homework on what kind of hydrangeas you have because there's Three different kinds that grow in Minnesota, and each of the three have different pruning needs. Okay,
3: yeah, because is the is the one that looks like a cotton ball? Are those a hydrangea? is no, not not oh. the pretty ones, but they're like everywhere. They're hydrangeas. Um
0: like the panicle hydrangeas. They've got kind of a cone shaped flower yes, on yes, them. Yes, um, yes, those you'll just lightly trim back. Um, And then we've got the um, smooth hydrangeas, which is like the Annabelle, the old variety. Those you cut all the way down to the ground. And then there's the big leaf hydrangeas, which is like the, um, uh, let's think here. On the big leaf hydrangeas, we've got endless summer series, Mm -hmm. bloomstruck, and all of those. Those you wait just to see where they start growing, and you just cut off anything that's dead. They'll either start from below ground or some of the stems from last year so you really need to know what type you have and then you'll know how to prune them all right on the hydrangeas right all right so when you
2: talk about planting you can start seeds indoors do we just get like an egg carton and put some dirt in it and start planting little seeds for flowers um,
0: You know, the egg carton works, but I've never had good luck with it because they don't hold enough soil. You can use other containers that have a little bit more, can hold some more of that um, seed-starting soil or get some seed-starting trays. Um, The big thing is, you know, make sure you uh, give them bright light. If you're going to start things now, you could probably get by in that west-facing or south-facing window. Ideally, you have grow lights um that you can grow things under or start them under it just even in a west window or south window you're not getting quite enough light to get seeds to really grow well indoors
2: oh my my oh my oh my
3: how about for our window boxes or um could could we put our our dirt in yet or keep our dirt like in our soil potting soil that we're going to use for window boxes keep it in the garage keep it warm why get it cold um
0: you know what? It's going to cool down once you put it out. You can put that back out. Now, if you take those um, containers or those window boxes indoors, you can put them back out. Um, you should replace at least half of the potting soil yeah. in those each year or remove some of the old potting soil. And If you make your own compost, add some compost back in, but you should freshen that soil up. A little bit each year.
3: I just get I, I I compost all of it and just start fresh every year. I, it seems to make your flowers the happiest.
0: And you know what I I try to at least remove half, if not two thirds, from all mm-hmm. the containers. The old soil goes out into the big vegetable garden. Um, yeah. But yeah, I try to replace it as well. It just, it, it, especially if you get a lot of roots in there from the previous year. Right. Uh, it it doesn't give enough space for the new things to grow that's exactly that is
2: true isn't it i'm i'm so excited well you are um you're making us happy with these um dreams of flowers and vegetables no i know i'm seeing buds on the trees now and the grass is so green it's just so joyful
0: it is that time of year and you know we'll start taping for ksdp in uh hopefully a week or two and uh yeah, I'm very excited about everything we've got planned for the coming season. Oh, good. Um, Mary, on
3: just an animal husbandry note, is this are the bunnies <laughs> mating right now? Because I have been seeing some bunny dancing. They jump up and down and, like, swat at each other. I mean, I have the most active bunnies in my yard, and they're doing a dance, and it involves slapping each other.
0: I I think bunnies, you can find them mating at any time. Okay. Of <laughs> except winter, of course. But, they don't follow the rules. Yeah. I uh, I don't think they do in the winter, but I think they're definitely probably doing that right now, doing a you know some kind of love dance. Or
3: they're something. so frisky, and they jump. They face each other, and they give a stare off, and then they both bound up in the air. And sometimes one of them slaps the other one. And I don't know. Maybe it's just the pandemic. My eyes are sick of looking at TV, and I'm looking out the window. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, or I don't know what their role models are.
2: <laughs> Thank you, Larry. Thank you for pointing that out. Well, we now, should we talk to you in a month to find out what we should be doing then?
0: Um, You know what? We could talk in a month or even a couple of weeks. Things, A lot of things happen fast at this time of year.
2: Okay. Well, we're thrilled to have you. And people, you can follow Larry, Get Growing MN on Instagram or Facebook, Get Growing with Larry Farr, P-H-A-R-R. We appreciate your help, Larry. All right. Thank you. Have a great day and happy gardening day. Happy gardening day back at you. We'll be right back.
0: Well, there's an afternoon
3: emergency going on over at the Ellen Show. Her daytime dro- talk show keeps dropping. It's dropped another 11%. It's now on par with Mori Povich and Wendy ratings. Wow.
4: Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S., the person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and
0: watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
3: Oh, oh there's a serious problem. Maybe this is why she keeps flipping her houses. Um, last, two weeks ago, excuse me, Ellen's talk show went down to 800,000 viewers.
2: Okay, that that feels extreme. Which was
3: 300,000 viewers since the beginning of the season that she's lost. Uh, Kelly and Ryan, live with Kelly and Ryan, Mm -hmm. that's their 1.8 million. And Ellen used to be like 2.2. So to go from 2.2 to 800,000 is huge. Uh, Roger Friedman writes, um, low quality shows like Wendy Williams and Maury Povich beating Ellen uh, in daytime ratings has got to be causing a crisis at CBS. At the same time, um, also her the game of games, well, which I don't like yeah. that show anyway. Well, but
2: I never watched. It, it's lost half of yep. its
3: audience. It, that used to be three million, mm-hmm. and that's about one and a half million. And. Uh, uh, so some of it could be, you know, that there's low viewership for syndicated shows in the last couple of weeks because people are covering the trial and there's been breaking news, a lot of breaking news. There's been and a stuff. lot
2: going on. Yeah. But
3: um, uh, anyway, this is all a bad omen for May Sweeps Week. Right. Too, because no one really has that much to promote because stuff isn't ready yet. Um,
2: this is what I would like to say yeah. about how fun our job's been this last year.
3: Well, Julia, we're not complaining. We're not no, we're not, I'm not at all, but
2: I mean, seriously, there isn't anything going on. So there's no guests that need to go on. There's nothing, but you know, um, I'm wondering if 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 she's on in most markets in the afternoon. I don't know if that has something to do with you know it or if it's just no. Ellen is on. It's on every she, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I wonder if it's it. just yeah. You know, uh, Julia. You're toxic, the one who would watch it. Toxic
3: so, work environment and backstage chaos with the person who comes out, the disconnect. People right. can't unsee it. Yeah, that. How do you get that back? That's the bigger
2: problem, right? Really, right? And I think in in general, network television too. I mean, I agree with what's going on with Ellen, and that's it's that's hard crisis. See
3: that with yeah. her. Like, people were, and then she did such a crappy apology. It was just like such a, and people were just like, okay, so she's not real either. Right. You know?
2: Because I so, do feel like the late night shows are getting guests, and Kelly Clarkson's getting guests. Yeah. And I saw the lovely John Corbett on with um Kelly and Ryan this morning. That's right. Looking all I mean,
3: that. Yeah, he looks so good. And uh, I still haven't watched Rebel
2: yet. Oh, it's good, Lori. So, all right, so. I heard there's a big twist at the end. It's good. Mm-hmm. You know. It's good, Rocco. That would be a good show if you like Katie Seagal. I mean, I do that like Katie Segal. that is a good show. But I um, can I tell you about TV for a mm-hmm. second? So this, this Is Us came back last night. Now they usually um, and so
3: did Big Sky. Yeah, with a two-hour episode. And
2: I started watching that, and fell asleep. But I watched This Is Us this morning.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It's called brotherly love, and it's you know Randall and um Kevin. Kevin had a big blowout fight where they said horrible things to each other about a year ago and they addressed it in this issue. But I want to say this about this is us. Cause I've gone in and out with that show this year and wavered. And I think it's because it's not on every week. Then it's on and blah, 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 blah. But what they've done and that shows ratings have dropped. Yeah. I mean, they're struggling. I think last night they had people back, but they're struggling because of being on some weeks off some weeks. But what that show has done and initially it bothered me that they were addressing so much coronavirus and what we're going through right now. But what they've done with race and the conversations that they've had around race oh, have been so meaningful this yeah. year. Because they really focused on Randall's character and his mm-hmm. wife's and their history and being a black adopted boy in a white family. Right, right. The conversation, even last, this morning, last yeah. night that they had Resonated. between two brothers... It's really powerful, and so I'm thinking if people have stopped watching it um, because the coronavirus thing at the beginning was kind of just you you didn't want it, and you were bugged by his relationship with the mother of his twins, you know, Kevin's girlfriend. It always wraps up at the end, and it has it has been really cool and meaningful to me to listen to their dialogue of things I've never. Heard about or thought about, you know, and it's subconscious Mm -hmm. things that you just don't think about. And it really, it was, it's it's meaningful. It's an emotionally
3: powerful, the way the writer's.
2: It uh, is something express. But about everything. race this yeah, year, yeah. it has been especially mm-hmm, um, meaningful. Yeah. The conversations are meaningful. And I think for a family watching it, it, you would be able to see and start different conversations that you wouldn't be able to start otherwise.
3: And I love that Felicia Rashad is back. I mean, oh, yeah. She's like moved in with those guys. Yeah. So we're getting more of her because that's also an interesting relationship to explore is you know the dynamics between moms and daughters right. and you know um so it and is sexuality
2: it's, yes. it's putting every it's really looking at our world right now yeah it is but but lens. in a meaningful a, way mm-hmm. that is Entertaining, too, because it's a TV show. Right. You know? So I just give it thumbs, thumbs up.
3: Well, I give Big Sky thumbs up. You're in for a two-hour episode where we meet all kinds of new people, including Ted Levine, uh, who played famously Buffalo Bill Mm -hmm. in Silence of the Lambs. He was in The Bridge. That whole ranch family's got a connection to cat that was that was good Rocco we love that show big sky and it's been off the air for so long so so it came back
2: last night and had low ratings but people didn't know it was on so people see it in their dvrs today you know what i mean yeah so it was two hours so i didn't
3: get to watch this oh i'll be Um, curious
2: what you think because i think it's powerful yeah i'm sure
3: it will be good um another tv news that project runway star christian siriano Now, Radar says finally pulls the plug on marriage, files for divorce three years after split. Oh, that's why. They've been split oh they've up. been
2: split for three. I see. And bro- I, read they- here, so I read that. Here's how I read yeah. that headline: They've been together three years and finally split. So yeah. there's just No, no, no.
3: They broke up three years ago. Um, Christian Siriano, he's a mentor for the Bravo, you know, for Project Runway. He took that's over fierce.
2: Fierce. He was like he's the most he successful.
3: Was, yeah, he was 21 when he won uh, season four, and he's estimated to be worth about 10 million dollars. So maybe. Um, It took three years to figure out how much money to make this ex-husband go away.
2: Mm -hmm. Because he's really successful.
3: Yeah. Uh, Here's a report for you, Julia. The Real Housewife of Salt Lake City cast and producers feel traumatized after feds demanded to know where Jen was and um, that they felt that they had been, you know, like kind of invaded like... They had no idea what was happening. And then they... And were, this
2: suddenly, well, just...
3: I don't believe the, I don't, the, the I don't producers know. were traumatized yeah. for it. They were probably, like, having immediate, immediate, immediate meeting. But um, her co-stars said they were in the hot seat. Um, while, while Jen was traveling in a van with her castmates, she was reportedly tipped off by her husband, Coach right. Shaw, that the authorities were looking to arrest her. And she bolted after making an excuse as to why she had to leave so suddenly. Her, sh- her exit shocked everyone, but they were blindsided about what happened next. Tamara Tattles, which is kind of a good little blogger mm-hmm. uh, website, that when the feds pulled the van over, they were very pushy, mm-hmm. particularly with the production team. Where is Jennifer Shaw? We have a warrant for her arrest. Well, maybe they were really upset and they didn't know where she went. So he because did- Jen had lied to them about why she had to leave.
2: Okay. And
3: after they questioned everybody individually they let them get back in the van and continue their trip. Geez, I hope cameras are rolling oh, for that. Same. i can' There's no way. Wait. There's no way that the nope. federal authorities would say, okay, we'll be on camera with the One
2: can help. No. One can help. All right. right. No. Nope. Ka- when we come back, it's time for <laughs> Pop Culture Jeopardy, and we nope. have no... You know what it isn't. It's only 4 o'clock. Oh, oops. Yeah. Time flies, I thought, when you're having fun. <laughs> we are having fun. We'll be back.